0: ain't gonna be able to chicken out of one you started (laughs) recording (laughs) not as the sneak attack episode okay (laughs) are we live we rolling oh okay hello and welcome welcome back to misrepresented the podcast i'm your host lynn and my co-host
1: it's your girl true
0: This is going to be an interesting episode, guys. Um, We started this episode um, not really knowing what we're going to get into today. Uh, My co-host has informed me she has some topics she wants to get into, but she wants to wait till we're live to go ahead and inform me. So I'm going to go ahead and give her the floor if she would like to start, or I can start.
1: All of a sudden, now you want to start. (laughs) Isn't it funny how that works? All right. So um, let's talk about it. Now, how many of you guys have a host but don't know who the host is? So let's ask some questions of Lynn to try to get to know Lynn, but on a deeper level. You trying to dox me? I'm I'm going (laughs) to... I'm going to start small, and then I'm going to get deep. So I'm going to start by saying, what's something about Lynn that nobody knows?
0: That nobody knows?
1: (laughs) Nobody but God. I'm just
0: kidding. (laughs) Nobody knows Yeah. the trouble (laughs) I've seen. Um... I think, I guess people don't know. That's a hard question. I don't think that there's anything that people don't know about me. Um, I think a lot of people are surprised at how um, funny I am, how nice I am, <laughs> how respectful and caring I am. Because that that definitely doesn't convey. Why are convey. people
1: surprised? I'm sorry, you have to
0: elaborate on this. <laughs> this doesn't convey funny. with my demeanor when people meet me or when people have a first glance at me, they don't get that oh, this is a nice person. I think I have a very unwelcoming presence <laughs> for a first impression. People think that I'm a, I'm a meanie, but I'm not.
1: Is it intentional?
0: Um, I don't think it's intentional. Um I don't think it's intentional um, because some people walk around and they're smiling and they're happy. And to me, that seems very fake. Like, there's no way you're smiling every (laughs) single fucking day and you're living in the year 2023. So that's questionable.
1: I mean, it could be a little, you know, (laughs) (laughs) just a little, you know so it goes over some people's heads. Um, yeah, I don't know how people do it either, and um, I don't know how people walk around just smiling. That seems very <laughs> disingenuine. Is that a word?
0: <laughs> it is. It's, you know, I'm like disingenuous, we, something like that.
1: Yeah, we need to, we need to be, you know. Well, I always try to have like a um, real, like. I go by truth, right? So I try to be very real and like authentic and like, no, there ain't no way. So anyway, I was going to say, there's a lot of things that we don't really talk about on the podcast. And, you know, I do want to open up. I do want to be a little vulnerable with our followers and our listeners today. Yeah. We talked about boundaries, you know, they learned a little bit about us and, you know, what boundaries could look like if you, if you're too rigid, you know, or too porous, meaning your boundaries are a little holy, but not the good kind. Um, you know, things of that nature, but like, we don't really talk about ourselves on like a deep, deep level, the real, the nitty, the gritty. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, What's something that you would want people to listen to on a podcast? Or what's something you wish you would have heard when you were younger or a little nugget of truth that someone could have given you?
0: Mm -hmm. So I was actually cooking dinner the other day and I was being very reflective on people are influencers who have been influential in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking of a creator um, by the name of Davy Wavy. Um, Davy Wavy. Some people might not know who this is and some people might. But I think back to my, my early teenhood um, and just discovering what my identity was as a queer person. And how much I learned about just the lingo of the queer community, just from watching um, his YouTube channel, um, and the impact that something like that had on so many people for that time. I'm um, just thinking about, you know, what that meant for the community that someone was willing to have those conversations that were very taboo. Um, But that was a a safe space for me to learn things about the community. Um, And granted, even within that, just being now as an adult um, and just kind of being more reflective on the things that 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 didn't teach me Mm -hmm. um, as a black queer person. There was so much content that was missing from that. And
1: was Davey Wavy White?
0: is. Oh sorry. he's currently among the land of the living. <laughs> um he is Caucasian. Um and I for myself when I think of social media platforms or content creators of today, I think we've grown more into a space of the value or um, the value of something is measured by the comedy. You don't see a lot of like meaningful um, content that's out there that's actually aimed at you know having serious conversations you know uh you know sometimes there's three minute TikToks you know that'll you know you're gonna have a good day keep going I wanted to give up but I'm still going and and, and most of them live <laughs> in this kind of toxic positivity. Uh,
1: I knew you were going
0: to. <laughs> because yeah, you kept going. You have millions of followers and you probably get like you know streams of revenue from. From the advertisement, but it's just this toxic positivity that if you keep going, you're going to get to a certain place. And (laughs) I think we should be teaching people to be happy where you are. There's not a place to go to happiness. There's a place where you sit now and you make the decision that right now I'm going to be happy or I'm going to do something or rearrange the space that I'm in now, because happiness is not a place that you go to; it's a place that you create where that's, you are.
1: That's so funny that you say that, because happiness is a state of being, and I do think that is important to mention. Absolutely, I agree with that.
0: Mm-hmm. But that went a lot of places. But to su- to summarize it, when I think of of this podcast, I want it to be an opportunity to teach generations that are coming up to I guess qualify and quantify the experiences that they are having and to learn how to be how to be in the world that we live in Mm -hmm. Um, or to make the decision for themselves how are they going to be in this world Um, and that comes from the space from my own identity I am a black queer man in America I come from a two-parent household that mm-hmm. was, <laughs> in some ways, um, very functional, in some ways, dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having those conversations about you know boundaries, relationships, um, identity, career, success, all of those things are important kind of personal conversations to have um, that I want to have on the podcast that sheds mm-hmm. light on how to be in this world.
1: Okay. Great answer. <laughs> that is a great answer. Um, I don't, I don't even, you have me speechless because, and that's not often because your girl loves to talk, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, a
0: Leo speechless.
1: What? <laughs> Shut up. Okay. We only care. Okay. <laughs> about people we care about. If we don't care about you, we don't care what you think about us. We don't care any, you know, We Mm -hmm. have to have some level of care (laughs) because other than that, we don't want your attention. We don't want your space. We don't want you in our space, you know, Mm -hmm. but I'll go on a whole Leo tangent anyway. Okay. Okay. So you, you just mentioned that you learned, you know, a little bit from Davey Wavy. Davey Wavy did not teach you about being black and queer in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Aside from happiness, because I do want to hop into that um, at some point. In your journeys, if you didn't learn it from Davy Wavy, where did you gain your perspective as a Black queer man? It, it, was it something that you learned through trial and error? Was it hard? Um, you know, I want to know.
0: hmm So I think... That it is definitely something that I learned through trial and error because mm-hmm. it was kind of like I had developed a sense of self hugely based on the content creators that I had watched, who up until that, up until the time where I was introduced into more um, spaces, black queer spaces, mm-hmm. I kind of had to readjust. Like, oh no, this is a completely different world. Like, twink is a is a word that's doesn't really qualify here we don't (laughs) care about twinks (laughs) in the black queer community um and so things like that and and that's just a minor thing but like things like ballroom culture and you know the the history of drag as it pertains to the black queer community is on a Mm. different level and so as far as getting connected to black queerness i think I discovered that through watching things like um, Drag Race, um, and then as I got older, um, watching content creators like um, Tariq, um, and I love Tariq. Just having my own dating experiences and mm-hmm. just starting to make friends in the queer community, mm-hmm. um, it kind of shaped. My own I- identity as a black queer person.
1: Okay. What are your thoughts on the controversy that is kind of swirling with the LGBTQ community being compared to the black community's experience? And what are your thoughts? Yes, I want to take it there.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. So, <laughs> I'll use a, a st- statistical term and say degrees of freedom. <laughs> if Whatever you are, a, if you are a mathematical person, <laughs> you understand what that means in the oh. world of of statistics. But I'll say there are degrees of freedom, um, and they're not very comparable. Um, unless you start getting into certain degrees, um, so if you you know at point one degrees of freedom or point zero degrees of freedom, I as a <laughs> so black alone. man point
1: one. <laughs> have
0: have a certain degree of freedom that you don't have.
1: Oh, I see. I see. so
0: as a. Caucasian person, no matter how queer you are, there's a certain degree of freedom that you will maintain. As a black person, there's a a certain degree of freedom that I will never have. Mm -hmm. So it kind of goes vice versa. My degrees of freedom varies. There is nothing comparable.
1: Because we can't switch ours off if if
0: we wanted to to be I can't hide it. Yeah. I can't (laughs) I can't, you know, figure out how Michael Jackson did it. I'm Um, still
1: trying to figure that out. Kim, little Kim. Sammy
0: Sosa. It's like, you're right. So I can't hide the fact that I'm black. I can't, you know, change the fact that I'm, I was born a man and, you know, present as a man and choose to live my life as a man. That degree of freedom that I have Mm -hmm. will not change. And so there's nothing comparable about being discriminated on the basis of your race and discriminated against basis on your sexual orientation.
1: Because being black is a constant.
0: Because both of them are constant for me. Um, And just based on the history of this country, sure, you might have been jailed. You might have been, you know, there might have been a couple cases where you you know you were murdered for being gay or whatever but if we want to do just like a comparable there there were no there was what you couldn't get married and you had to secretly meet but in your public life, you were you were fine and safe as long as you... Like, I cannot hide. I cannot run. There's nowhere safe for a black person to be black in this country. It was systematically written into the Constitution that I would not be a person because of the color of my skin. That does not compare to your sexual orientation and, and a law that was passed in 2008 that says that you can be married and it's written that you cannot be discriminated against based on your sexuality and businesses are being <laughs> forced to, to bake people cakes because they can't violate laws. And it's like, that's not comparable at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. So we learned a little bit about Lynn here, a little bit about Lynn, Okay, so the next thing I'm going to ask you, relationship advice. What do you have for the listeners?
0: Relationship advice? Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm qualified for that. Um, I mm-hmm. can share experience, <laughs> but I can't. Let's talk about
1: this. Let's pause for a moment here. You said something that I think we should talk about. Mm-hmm. Why do you feel that you're not qualified to give relationship advice I want to hear what your reasoning is, and I'm going to try not to forget what my response is going to be. <laughs> I'll
0: try not to be long-winded. Um, but I I recently ended a three-year on-and-off relationship. That was my first um, relationship. Um, and I learned a lot um, from that experience. Um, but I think as far as relationship advice, um, it's hard to give that because each person is completely different. And I think Mm -hmm. we should... um,
1: Allow people to make their mistakes.
0: Not even make their mistakes, but have their experiences. Um, And to not... I think a lot of times we let too many people into our relationship with relationship advice.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Mainly people who have no who are definitely not qualified to give you advice, but no one can can tell you how to be in a relationship with another person. They can give you, like, you know, how to set boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess that's, like, general um, relationship advice. But when it comes to partner partners, like intimate relationships, mm-hmm. I think it's very dangerous to... To take people's advice as more as more than opinion, as opposed to, you know, I know this is what you should do. This is what you need to do, um, because you have a lot of friends. <laughs> you have a lot of people in your life who are not rooting for your success. For one, um, mm-hmm. and I and I experienced that throughout my relationship, um, and you have people who offer advice that's solid but you can't you can't accept advice because in that relationship you have to experience those things to learn you can't just Mm -hmm. hear it from someone you have to actually experience it
1: okay so i do think that what i'm hearing is one in going through something we are qualified to speak about whatever our experience is and From the perspective of, uh, let's say, someone like a sibling that's younger than you that haven't maybe went through those things or experienced those things, you can have conversations with them about things to look out for. It's always going to be up to them whether or not they, you know, choose to make better decisions than you did or learn from your mistakes so that they don't have to go through them or just go through them, but you know, come out with the you know, I don't know, maybe a similar type of lesson that you learned that maybe they could have avoided. Um, but would you say that in your experience that the advice that you were given was something looking back that you would have listened to when it came to your friends, or would you say you would not have done it any other way? You would continue to you know, stick beside it. Like what, what have you learned? What have you gained from that experience? Because I think it's one thing to go through whatever it is that you're going through. But if you don't learn from it, you can end up right back in that same situation again and again and again. And I'm speaking from experience here because I have found myself in similar situations where relationships for me were just catastrophic, catastrophic back to back to back to back. And casualty, the casualty was me, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) my feelings, my love, my heart, because no one ever told me that you can love without receiving it back. Mm. No one ever said that to me. And I had this fairy tale belief when I was younger that it was, that love's a gift. And it's a gift from, from you to someone else and from someone else to you. But just because you give that gift to someone else doesn't mean that someone else is going to meet you with that same gift. And that's okay, but sometimes you have to know when to leave situations. And, you know, for me growing up, no one ever had those conversations with me about what any of that would look like in the real world. And I feel like maybe if I had those conversations, if someone just gave me a little bit of, you know, um, a rope, then maybe things could have been different for me. Or maybe I would have known that, that I was loved or could have found love for myself, you know, through someone else's experience. Because sometimes we do learn
0: from each other. We mm-hmm. don't always have to learn from going through the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I guess, my key takeaways from my experience would be, one, know what you want and what you need
1: Mm. okay can you can you um Mm -hmm. just for those that may not know exactly what you mean can you clarify
0: Mm -hmm. um so for me i want somebody who is financially well off right i want that you want (laughs) i need someone who is sugar baby (laughs) i need someone who is financially responsible
1: Mm. wait a minute I see you want somebody rich but you need somebody financially responsible Mm
0: -hmm. and that could be the same person but a want that's kind of like that's my high end like at the high end I want somebody who's this but at the very least I respect my enough myself enough that I need somebody who's financially responsible Mm mm-hmm and so I've kind of, in my experience, just to make sure that I'm walking into experiences knowing who I am mm-hmm. and what I want mm-hmm. versus what I need. Um, because there's an interview process that happens in the beginning in the talking stage where you have to know um, to protect yourself from mm-hmm. getting to attach to something that you should have never been linked with in the first place. Um, so knowing what you want and what you need will allow you to nip things in the bud that should not be given an opportunity to grow um, before, you know, things get out of hand. And I think I I took some time to write down, this is what I would love to have in a relationship. And then kind of said, okay, um, if these are the things that I would love, what at the very least is something that I actually actually need to have? And so I need someone who's going to be responsible financially. Mm -hmm. I need someone who's going to be nurturing, as opposed to someone who's going to be, I mean, just so from my experience, I, I've had experience where people were um, very, I don't know how to put it into words, but they were very flowery with their words. They made a lot of promises. They were very um, eloquent with the things that they would say.
1: Oh, well, you need actions to speak louder, than right words. right. And so
0: how do you nurture me? And that can be that can be words. Um, but they have to be consistent with actions because if you say, you know, I really I really appreciate you. Um, you're so special to me. Um, those are nice things to hear. But how are you showing me that I'm special to you? Mm-hmm. Do you, you know, do add random acts of kindness for me? Mm-hmm. Do you take care of daily chores that you know I'm going to have to have taken care of? Are you, you know, assessing my needs and meeting them before I need them? Are you intuitive to who I am as a person and what I'm going to need? So mm-hmm. nurturing. Um, and then so I'm not going to go through all of them, but there are certain things that I'm kind of like, this is what I need. Based on my experience with my last relationship, these are things that I need as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, you know, got the opportunity to say, what am I not meeting up to the standard where someone might, you know, say, where are you inadequate? At? And what things are you going to bring to the table? And that's a, an interesting conversation that's being had, I would say, more in the straight community. You know, what do you bring to the table? Um, and kind of, you know, knowing that what I'm asking for is something that I can bring to the table. And so having a common ground where this is what I want and this is what I give and I expect what I'm giving. Yeah. Um, and so that was, that would be the main takeaway that I have from my, my relationship. Um, and (laughs) the red flags, um, Pay attention to them. Um, don't ignore them. You're not going to change him. You're not going to change her. Um, just, you know, to be gender inclusive. <laughs> right. They,
1: they have um, to want to change themselves.
0: Right. Um, your job is not to wait for someone to get better. Your, your job is not to, you know, love someone through their growth, unless it's something you're committed to doing. Um, and if you're willing to be a casualty of that growth, growth process, absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, I absolutely would recommend, not. uh, definitely, absolutely not. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I think that's the, the main thing in a relationship. Know what you want, know what you need, um, and find someone who has that same, you know, self-reflection done on their end so that you're not wasting each other's time. Um, yeah.
1: I think that's fair. And just so you guys know, when, when uh, Lynn was talking earlier and he was saying, you know, uh, that if people are giving you a lot of words, a lot of fluff, and it's not, um, backed up through action, it's called gaslighting. And that is a red flag. Just so you guys know, I just wanted to be clear with that. Anytime anyone is telling you something and doing something completely opposite, it's, it's not a good sign or a good indicator of health in that person. Um, and one thing that I always tell people is people can only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves. So try to have deep conversations with the people that you're dating, you know, see how well they know themselves. Um, are they aware? Are they self-aware? You know, um, you know, are they intuitive? Um, see how they treat others, you know, under stress, all of those things matter. And, um, speak to a bigger picture of what may be happening, um, on the inside. So I think that's definitely something too, to kind of point out, because that's something that I have learned from experience. And, um, you know, it's so easy when you are a, um, when you have superhero syndrome to want to save the world, to want other people to see themselves like you see them because you see so much potential in the person you see light where they see darkness but the the problem with that from my experience is is going straight back to what i was saying about people only meeting you as deeply as they you know met themselves if they think that they are dark if they think that they can't be saved if they think this that and the third just notice that a lot of times when people start to speak a certain type of way about themselves and they're speaking terribly about themselves, their actions are lining up with exactly what they're saying. I'm a terrible person. And then they do terrible things, you know? So listen for those little things, even if they sound like playful, if you hear it consistently, it's a, it's a little bit of a sign and you'll start to see, especially, you know, for those of you that are like driving or whatever, and you're just thinking, and you're like, you know what? This sounds all too familiar. It's probably because it is. And oftentimes when you have like this, this superhero syndrome, you, you want to stay and you want to fix. And you just think that you can just pull that person out because you want the best for them, but they have to want it for themselves. It's just like an addict. You know, um, the first thing they need to do is admit that they have a problem, right? Are you in therapy? Are you trying to be better? What steps are you taking to cultivate this life that you say that you want? Most people that are extremely successful, their mentality is successful. Their Mm -hmm. discipline shows that, you know, you say you want something in a specific person. Do you host those qualities that you're asking for? Are you being a hypocrite? You know, I think all of those things come into play. And I can even say now because I feel like I'm in a much healthier relationship than I've ever been. I love how positive she is about herself Mm -hmm. and about life. She's more positive than me. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Like, what is wrong with you? Like, life still sucks. Admit it. You know, Mm. admit it. (laughs) Say it with your chest. It sucks. You know, and I can't get her to say that. But then I also noticed that. You know, when I'm listening to people that are killing it in this world, they tend to kind of not let those things rule them. It's not saying that they don't happen because they do. But I am i have the expectation that life is going to give me what I want.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, so I just went off on a tangent.
0: No, it wasn't really a tangent. Um, but I think you pointed out some key things that I do want to circle back to. All right. Um, Let's listen. How people treat you when they're angry upset sad disappointed Mm -hmm. um, is very important a key indication of who they are Um, and so if you can't trust that person when they're experiencing those emotions then that's probably not someone that you should be with because anger sadness fear all those emotions all those negative emotions does not permit someone to mistreat you. Um,
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so I think in my experience, there was a lot that was revealed in those moments. Because for me, I'm the type of person, who you really are is revealed in those moments. Mm -hmm. And if the person you are in those moments doesn't have the capacity to be considerate and kind to me, then you're not the person for me. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to go back to, I'm kind of blanking on.
1: Not the blank.
0: Well, yeah, it's gone. Crimey <laughs> <us>. Oh,
1: <laughs> still not gonna, okay. It's okay, back. there we go. Um, it's back. Hi, back. <laughs> um,
0: the person in front of you. <laughs> The person you met is the person you are in a relationship with. You're not in a relationship with your past partner. You're not in a relationship with your future partner. If the person they are right now is not someone you believe in.
1: Exit stage left.
0: Exit (laughs) stage. And it is not your responsibility to have more hope for them than they have for they, themselves. Preach. Um, for one, and then to to have it in your head that they are going to be someone that they are not currently.
1: Or have never been.
0: or have Yeah, or have never been. So the person you're in a relationship right now, is that a person you want to be in a relationship with? And you need to ask yourself that at all times because you're not in a relationship with that person mm-hmm. who they were two months ago exactly
1: and if you don't want to be in a relationship with that person if your answer is no leave because there's no point in wasting your time or anyone else's
0: Mm -hmm. and i wouldn't say it's not necessarily leave i think you have to have some serious conversation with yourself is if the person that you're with right now is not the person you want to be with do you think they have the potential to, to be the person that you want to be with? Mm. Have that serious conversation. There we go with, with that potential yes. Right. No, it's it's potential, mm. but have that conversation with them. You know.
1: Oh, you're saying give them a fair shot.
0: Right. Say this is what this is where you're lacking. Here are the opportunities for growth.
1: Can you meet me here?
0: Right. Can you meet me here?
1: And if they say no?
0: If they say no, if they make, you know, false promises, then you know. Exit stage left.
1: I think that's very fair and very healthy. Mm-hmm.
0: Because a lot of times we we don't give people a chance to fail. That's me. <laughs>
1: Bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. You have to.
0: You have to. You know. You have to give them the test in order for them to fail.
1: <laughs> no, for real. That's real. And and I think he, I agree. When you f- have those conversations and the person is actively you know, making strides. And sometimes um, it's actively making strides, but it's not necessarily where you want it to be, but you see that they are making progress. They just moving a little slower than what you would like. You also have to acknowledge that too. It's mm-hmm. something. Because sometimes I, th- I feel like we have really high expectations. Like for me, I have very high expectations of myself. And oftentimes I realize I also have high expectations of the partner that I'm with, you know, and I'm learning to kind of loosen the reins on myself and them cuz we're not we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. They're not perfect. Neither one of us is perfect. No one on this earth is perfect. But yet, you know, and maybe that's just the Virgo in my chart that's just, you know, lives for the perfectionism that I would never ever reach. <laughs> but I try to get as close as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's um that grace, having grace with yourself.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's very important. Um, yeah, I think relationships will teach you a lot about having grace for other people as well and yourself. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. Okay.
0: Any other questions?
1: No. Do you want to leave anybody with a
0: nugget of truth? Um, not a nugget of truth. Um. <laughs> Any last words? A golden ticket.
1: <laughs> I got a golden ticket.
0: Um, I think when it comes to relationships, the m- the most important thing that you can do, um, is be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, be honest with the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, and have conversations.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And <laughs> I think not getting caught up in the future or the past. So, yeah, just a summary of what I've already stated. Be honest mm-hmm. with yourself. Be honest with him, And be in the moment, in the day that you are in. I love it. Wow. Well, um, <laughs> that was an, an interesting episode. Um, thank you guys for listening. Again, my name is Lynn. I'm your host and my co host.
1: It's your girl, Truth. Happy Wednesday, motherfuckers. <laughs>